You're listening to Love Your City. It's a Movement Australia podcast. We believe that communities can be transformed as a unified church in every city or town lives and proclaims the gospel into every sphere of society. We'll tell stories from where this is already happening. We'll dig into the Bible to better understand God's heart for cities and towns. And we'll discuss practical strategies. Because no matter where you live, a gospel movement can happen. This morning I'm joined by Mark Schultz. Mark is the convener of the Vertical Villages Project on behalf of the Together for Ride Pastors Network. Mark is also the lead pastor of Lifeway Lutheran Church. Vertical Villages is an initiative of the Together for Ride Pastors Network. So Mark, perhaps you can tell us a little bit about uh, that network and your involvement in it. Yeah, so um, my congregation is actually not in the ride area as such. I'm right on the edge of uh, ride, but um, met Greg Whitaker uh, through, well, we actually shared a staff member, um, worked a couple of days for Greg doing their coffee van and then a couple of days doing small group ministry uh, for us. And so Greg and I just started talking and found a real synergy and Greg invited me to come along to the Ride Pastors Network and mm-hmm. um, yeah, basically haven't looked back. You know, it's just a, a group of guys who who love Jesus, who who love the city and, you know, are talking about how can we partner together to um, make a difference in mm. the places God has put us. Mm. And so, yeah, we, um, you know, I guess I just got involved with uh, meeting monthly and priority, prioritising those relationships. And mm. um, out of that sort of came the whole question of what do we do uh, mm. as pastors uh, together? and you know, I guess what uh, we started noticing was that the high-rise um, apartments going up all around the place, um, and we just started asking questions about how do we create community in those places. Hmm. Um, you know, we see that the the inner circle around capital cities is uh, densifying, and then also the outer urbanised areas uh, are also growing, and when you look at uh, some of the research, they're saying that by 2050, upwards of two thirds to 70% of the world will live in urbanized areas. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, as a church, how do we engage with that rather than wait for it to happen? Hmm. How can we be a part of it and help form healthy communities uh, in that space? Hmm. And our context is highly multi-ethnic. So um, where one in five um, houses in Australia speak a language other than English, in Sydney it's one in three, in the Ride LGA it's one in two. So 52% speak a language other than English in their home. So how do we engage with that culture um, is something that was, you know, being asked by the group. How do we disciple into that? when we see that churches are declining and, um, you know, we've all read the reports, McCrindle and things like that, where, you know, only 52% uh, will, according to the last census, call themselves Christian, but only 16% actively go to church at least once a month. Mm. Um, 
last year we uh, had Mark McCrindle come and speak to us and he spoke about the fact that 38% identify as Christian, but there's about 36% who are warm or neutral to Christianity. So if we think of, you know, these high-rise vertical villages, how do we reach that 36%? Uh, if they are open or neutral to Christianity, how do we engage with that? So that's basically what uh, led to the whole project uh, beginning in 2019. I think we had our first meeting okay. um, for the project. Yeah, I'm really intrigued that um, one of the processes that you went through was getting um, good research done and you uh, commissioned Macquarie University to, uh, to research the... Uh, I, or you can help me to find the benefits of um, community building in these in these um, high rise apartments. Um, why did you decide to to do that before you know jumping into this project? And what have been the benefits of having um, good solid research in terms of moving forward? Yeah, well, I think for starters is that there was very little done of understanding, uh, particularly within the Australian context and um, the urbanised multi-ethnic context that we're living in uh, in Australia uh, and particularly Sydney. Uh, but it's not just Sydney, it's, you know, you know that in um, Brisbane as well, but also Melbourne, down the whole Eastern uh, Board, but also WA are uh, going to be facing this issue as well. And if we're going to talk to councils and be a part of it, we can't just say, hey, this is a good idea, um, because we don't really have the voice in the community in the same way that we once had. So we need to know what we're talking about as well and have best practice things in place so that we can actually go and speak with some authority of here's the research, here is what those who have lived in those communities have found, this is what they're looking for so that we can help to advocate uh, for those um, groups and for, I guess, the new cities that are being created in, in vertical villages. It's very easy for developers to come in and promise the world um, and say, here, we've got this community space that everyone can use, you know, common areas, etc. What the research found was that those common areas weren't accessible because you had to pay for them. Um, they weren't open. They were locked. So they're really not common areas. Um, and, you know, the shops that they often put as, you know, we've got a cafe or we've got this, the rent is so exorbitant on those properties that, you know, 12 months after they're built, they're still untenanted. Um, and community doesn't just happen by having a building. And, and we know that from churches, you know, just having a church doesn't mean that you're going to form community or invite community into those spaces. So the research was for us to better understand, um, see what residents who had been living in those areas were experiencing, what they were missing out on, so that we can actually go to councils, developers from day one, work with them on not just we need this space, but these are the type of spaces that will help foster um, the building of community. So they're the sorts of things that we wanted to do the research for. So, yeah, so it gives you a, 
uh, a clear and, and authoritative voice to developers in council to uh, encourage them to create spaces that will be beneficial for the building of community. Yeah. Um, I'm guessing the other aspect of that will be once these, um, these high density living areas are built that uh, you will want to try to put people, Christians, pastors uh, in them. Is that part of the plan as well? Yeah, look, I, I think there are two aspects to that, um, you know, and one of the things that came out of the research is that churches actually have um, a lot of real estate uh, in cities, which is highly underutilised, whether for social housing or uh, developing communities that, that we can be a part of. Um, so where our churches are situated uh, in Epping, there's something like 14,000 homes that are being planned to go up within a kilometre radius uh, of wow. the station and the metro, you know, regional hubs that are supposed to be moving people uh, between places. So, um, you know, I think for churches to start thinking through how can we better serve uh, the city by providing those spaces where we can intentionally build community uh, and use the gifts that God has given us, um, because sometimes as churches we can just want to hold on to uh, to what we've got and continue to do things in the same way. But we actually have an opportunity, uh, I think, as we move forward, um, because we own the spaces to begin with. So from day one, we can help shape that community and what that looks like uh, for ongoing ministry and creation of healthy community. Mm. But in the places that uh, are already existing, um, it's how do we get in there because they're often gated communities. And I think there is a whole new, I guess, wave of church planting that needs to be thought about you know, that is almost a professional neighbour who has this incarnational ministry uh, within a, you know, a building block, a vertical village, where people feel the call to say, you know what, my mission here and my call from God is to actually help form Christian community uh, mm -hmm. in this place through being the love of God in the place that God has uh, put me. And, you um, and I think that's going to need a different skill set, you know, because I still think the church planting model that we're using is, yes, we gather the community together to be in a place, to be in a community building, but it's not in that sort of intensive incarnational model mm -hmm. that I think high rises uh, give us the opportunity to do. Yeah. So you're talking about um, like what the Salvos did in the Ivanhoe um, yeah. precinct, exactly. having... Uh, full-time paid um, uh, ministers whose job is to connect with the community, to uh, foster foster community and to try to meet needs as best they can. That's the kind of thing you're talking about? Absolutely, yeah. Um, how do we create those spaces for the community together where they can opt in or opt out? But it's Jesus incarnate, you know, um, you know, John 1.14, you know, as Eugene Peterson says, you know, the word became flesh and blood and moved into the neighbourhood. Um, and so how do we move into the neighbourhood rather than you come to us, this is what we can do to you. Actually, we're going to be part of the community and 
and live with the community and do life with the community and it's going to be messy mm. um, and there are going to be things that are strained at times but we're actually going to be part of forming community in Christ because in the end we believe that Christ is uh, the one who actually forms community and healthy community and uh, and I think if we can do that we can actually have a huge impact on our whole cities uh, mm. long term but it's going to require a bit of a change in the way we do things because, you know, I still think we're fairly denominational focused in how we do things. But I guess the Together for Ride Network is saying, how can we do this together? How do we work together to put somebody in that place where they serve the whole city and as all the churches in the area, we're there to input and provide resources and support and do all of those things to help create community in that space. Like you just said, Vertical Villages is a project of the Together for Ride Pastors Network. So it's not driven by any particular denomination. That's correct, isn't it? No. So we've got uh, the Presbyterians, the Baptists, Lutheran, Salvation Army, Wesley Mission, uh, independent um, churches, Pentecostal churches. We all come together and we're working on this together. Hmm. And so any potential staff that get planted in a vertical village would be funded by the Together for Ride network or by a group of churches, by not by one any one particular church? Is that, is that what you're that's saying? That's what we're hoping. Yeah. Uh, and how that happens, we don't know yet. Uh, I guess that's a, a step of faith. Um, but already Together uh, for Ride are funding a community worker in the ride area that we're doing together. Hmm. Um, so, you know, we hope that this is just an extension of that. And you know, I think one of the outcomes that we would like to see that if we can develop a strategy for building healthy communities in vertical villages, that it gives us some leverage with councils, with developers to say, this is what we can do for you, which will help your bottom line of, of selling the um, apartment complexes as well. But if you give us a a low cost um, housing, you know, an apartment that we can put someone in or two or three, Mm. we will put people in there who will be there to intentionally develop community. I was interested looking at the Vertical Villages website um, and anybody who obviously wants to is fascinated by this concept can look up the website and you'd not only have you got the Macquarie University research published and available there you've also got a number of um, papers by theologians talking about the importance of uh, community building and place and um, uh, you know ministering to the whole of a person and the whole of life do you see that um, you know, part of this particular work is um, also helping the church to reimagine theologically what our role is in terms of being uh, stewards of all of creation and uh, stewards of uh, or ministering to the whole person and not just trying to meet the spiritual needs, uh, perhaps broadening the role of the church, which has been focused on, uh, you know, the spiritual uh, to the exclusion of creating place and community and trying to minister to the whole person. Do you see that as part of the Vertical Villages role as well, helping to educate the church? I think the whole Vertical Villages project um, gives the church a new paradigm, which is 
more biblical in a way, which is us moving out into the places uh, to be Christ in that community. Um, you know, you look through Mark's resurrection uh, narrative in, in Mark 16 and, you know, the angels um, or the women go to the empty tomb and the angel says to them, you know, you're looking for Jesus. He's not here. He's been raised. You know, he's gone ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him just as he told you. And, you know, basically what Mark is saying in his portrayal of the resurrection is Jesus is not confined to the temple. He's not confined to Jerusalem. You're not going to find him in those places you expect him to be. He's actually in the margins of life. He's actually with the Gentiles, with those who are non-believers, just doing life together. And as you, you turn up into those places and start living my love and living my forgiveness and living my grace that's where I am. And I think part of our role as a church is to start recognising those places where God is showing up. Um, and it's moving out of our territory into other territories. And that's what Peter did, you know, with Cornelius in the vision in, in Acts 10. He had to move out of his world into the world of Cornelius. And then he went back to the church and said, well, I know that the the law and the prophets say this, but this is where we're seeing the Holy Spirit turn up today. And, you know, James was wise enough to say, actually, that's true. He has turned up there. So, yeah, go ahead. Keep, keep doing what you're doing. Mm. And I think God wants us to step out of our own confines today into those places where he's giving us a gift with the densification. Yes, it's challenging but it's also a gift because we've got this nucleus of people gathering together in one spot where we can actually have influence uh, in of creating healthy community in Christ without them even realising that Christ is a part of, of what we're doing. We simply live uh, his love and live his grace in our lives. I notice on your website that you have um, an event coming up in June, a symposium to continue yeah. discussion. Um, what's that about and what are you hoping to achieve from, from that? Yeah, well, I guess this is the, the next waypoint in the journey. So the research was, you know, the first waypoint of just giving some um, baseline, some background. And um, this next part is starting to take some of the research recommendations and, and what we found from that and saying, how do we apply that to the church? Um, and what are some next steps forward that we can um, do as a church? You know, what creates healthy community? Can we put down those markers of what we want to uh, see happen within community? You know, that's what we hope that can come out of this symposium is that we can gather people who are interested in this, who who love the city enough to care about the city, to act in the city. Because um, I think that's what it's all about, you know, biblically, you know, to love is to care is to act. Um, and we want to try and do that together without knowing what the answers are yet. But if we can develop a strategy for incarnational living in that and then start sharing the stories, sharing the failures, sharing the successes, Hopefully, then we can inspire, you know, other people to say, yeah, actually, I want to be a part of that ministry. And we're actually going to intentionally buy a unit in a complex and see that as God's mission on our life is to be a part of creating healthy communities uh, in that space. 
So, yeah, I think the symposium is just the next step. And I think also we hope that um, denominational leaders will also uh, come along and just start hearing a heart for this new opportunity because it is a little bit of a paradigm shift from the way we've done church planting in the past and also how do we work together as the Christian church um, in an area for the city rather than just how do we shore up what we have done in the past and, and have a presence of our own church. This is about the, the presence of Christ's kingdom uh, in mm. a city. Yeah, I wanted to ask, you know, when it comes to, uh, you know, the denominations and denominational structures, do you think there is an appetite amongst denominational leaders to be innovative, like you're suggesting with the Vertical Villages project? Is there an openness to try new things? Uh, what do you sort of sense as you um, interact with those in leadership? Look, I think it's hard because there are structures in place uh, within each church and there are, I guess, boundaries of what can be done and what uh, can't be done. But I think as you talk with the um, people on the ground and those involved in mission, they're all seeing, you know, the struggles that are being faced. Um, you know, the research is fairly clear on the declining and, you know, it's not that the church is dead, you know, denominations may die, congregations may die. Um, we don't have to bemoan that fact. I think let's celebrate what God has done and said um, there was a, a time and a place for that, but he is now presenting an, a new opportunity for us to rethink the way and the modality of how we do church and, and what is church and I think, you know, the whole Vertical Villages is another step that we face as a church of rethinking mission and ministry and how we can be a part of uh, community formation at the ground level. Because one of the things the research showed is that, particularly with the community housing, they feel like they haven't got a voice to shape uh, those places. And maybe that's part of the role of the church is to advocate for, you know, those within community housing, those in low-cost housing, within those high-rise developments to actually work with councils and uh, developers and hold them accountable. Because what we're starting to find is that the community spaces that were promised are being reneged on. But there is no penalty for the developers when they don't put in the community spaces that they promise. Mm. Now, how is that going to help to create healthy community it's not so maybe that's part of our role is to understand what is happening um, and then to advocate in these spaces to say look we can help you do this but developers do need to be held to account because otherwise all we're going to have is these ghettos in the city where no one wants to be a part of which are unhealthy um, and that's not what God has created us for. He's created us for community, to live in community with him and each other. And I think that's the role that we as a church have to start taking really seriously. Does the Together for Ride uh, network have existing relationship with the mayor and councillors and civic leaders in that area? And how has that been fostered or being fostered at the moment? 
Look, I think um, we've got a fairly good relationship with the, the current ride mayor and we've got people on the team who part of their role is to uh, to really um, pray for the, the city and actively find out what are the prayer needs within the city. Um, we have the local um, prayer breakfast that's run in the city, which is um, well attended um, by you know, residents and Christians in the area where we actively pray for our mayor and things like that. Um, during the pandemic, the council actually recognised, I guess, the role of Together for Ride by giving us um, relief money for us to distribute within the community because they recognised that we knew where the hurting places were within the community. So I think it's that ongoing conversation of just talking, sharing, praying uh, for the community and working with the city uh, in those areas where there is a gap. You know, I think a lot of people get scared um, by the cities, you know, because it becomes the melting pot of culture and 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 also evil and, and all of those things. But, you know, God loved the city. Mm. Um, and, you know, we, we're to be part of... Um, you know, that new city rejuvenation, renewal. Mm. Uh, and I think the church has an incredible role to play uh, within that. The need for innovative thinking um, is not going to go away. So it's great to see uh, what the Together for Ride Network is doing to um, to try to, yeah, to reach that community in the city and to be incarnational and to not just... Um, continue to put up with the decline, the slow decline of the church, but being proactive to do something about it. That's inspiring. I think, Evan, you know, to encourage anyone who who has a heart for this is, you know, to join the conversation. You know, they can go to verticalvillages.org.au and, and sign up and be a part of the, you know, I guess the learning community because we don't have the answers for it. Uh, we're just on the journey and we may be a little bit further along the journey because we've got the research now, but, you know, it doesn't matter where you're living in Australia or the world, you know, come and be a part of it and add your voice to uh, to what is happening because, yeah, we hope that it can become a, a resource centre and a toolkit for others that can then lead to, you know, strategies that other church groups together can uh, look at in their own cities. Mm -hmm.